0: You're listening to Called to Homeschool with Karn and Meg, episode number one. Like every other part of parenting, no homeschool manual exists, but our podcast is the next best thing. Together, let's conquer your fears and help you see that you are the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Okay, here it is, our first episode, and we're so excited to be talking with you guys today. I'm Meg.
1: And Um, I'm Karen.
0: Yes. So happy to be here. A quick introduction. I am a mom to seven wild monkeys that I am crazy about, and I've been homeschooling now for over, what, 11 years, I believe.
1: Yeah, and I am a mom of four, um, and my oldest is 14, and I started homeschooling him preschool age, so... What does that make me? Ten years, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have a lot of experience, and we're really excited to share it with you guys today. Um, we thought it'd be really fun to kind of tell you our story, how we got started, because we each felt a call to homeschool. Hence the name, Call to Homeschool. And um, so let's go ahead and kick it off with Karin and tell us your story.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to just let you know why we made this decision for our family. Um, I know it's a hard choice, and coming to this decision, nobody does it lightly. So um, just a little background on me. I do have a degree in secondary education and I was teaching for a couple of years before having my oldest son and Brennan, that's his name. He was just always a really bright kid. And like I said, I I started teaching him preschool age and um, in preschool, he was already reading and (laughs) was a little bit bored with the preschool curriculum that we were using. And so I started just kind of researching and trying to figure out what else I could do for him because I loved how much he loved learning. That was kind of a quality that I thought was really special that he had. And um, so I was looking at charter schools. I was looking at just different options. And then I remembered that my aunt had homeschooled her kids. So I called her. I'm like, OK, what should I do? Tell me if I can do this. Because I was you know, terrified at the thought of it, honestly. And so she gave me, you know, a lot of advice and some books to read and different things. And and I I started praying about it. And my husband did as well. And he had a client who gave him a book. It was the Thomas Jefferson Education book. And so he comes home and he's like, you need to read this. And it was the same book my aunt had already recommended to me. (laughs) So I was like, you're right, I do. So I read that book and I read several other books, um, pretty much went to the library and found every book on homeschooling that existed and started reading them all to help ease my mind and also to just to help me be educated on what I was getting myself into. Um, But I just, most of all felt a really strong prompting spiritually that this was what we needed to do. And so did my husband. And, and so we followed through on that. And um, it was scary. I was really scared. I was afraid to tell people because I was a little embarrassed about making that decision. Um, And I, I think that my biggest memory of it was really, that first day of kindergarten when he would have been getting on the bus and the bus stop was right outside our window. Mm -hmm. And we looked out the window and I remember looking and seeing all his little neighborhood friends get on the bus for their first time for kindergarten. And I remember having almost just this internal panic attack but then at the same time realizing, this is good, it's okay, and the bus drove away and I felt at peace. I was like, okay, I can do this, I think. (laughs) But I also know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And so that was that was kind of our beginning um, and where we started. We I started with the K-12 program. Okay, that's um, an online program. Yeah, we'll talk a lot more about curriculum down the road, but that yeah. was where we started. It wasn't a good fit for us, but it was an easy start for us because I didn't know what I was doing and it gave me everything and told me what to do. Um, so that was that was our start starting point. Um, but I spent most of that year trying to figure out exactly what I did want to do because I didn't like it very much. Yeah. Um, and so, just initially for me, I think that first year is stressful because you don't know what you're doing. You're afraid of so many things. Um, so know that that's a normal feeling. I think Megan probably felt the same thing. But there's there's a lot of fears going on and. Um, so find something that's just an easy jump in point for you that you feel comfortable with. And that's our beginning and I'll let you take it away for yours.
0: Okay. So if you know much about me, you will know that I have, uh, my kids came really, really fast and, um, my first three were actually born in under three years. And so the idea of, have you ever listened to Jim Gaffigan and he talks about I think having his fourth baby. He said, do you want to know what it's like to have a fourth baby? Imagine you're drowning and someone hands you a child. And like, <laughs> that's what I felt like. So my first five kids are born in six years. And the thought of homeschooling, I thought, are you kidding me? I'm already drowning, I'm already overwhelmed, there's no way I want to do any of this. And the funny thing is, I had made an Excel spreadsheet when all my kids would be in school. Like, I can do this, (laughs) I can survive for three years, or I can do something until like some of these kids are gone, and like then I'll get my sanity, right? So that's kind of like the mindset I started with. And uh, my oldest, so they're all just a great apart because when you come that fast, you're only a great apart. And um, he was in a preschool, and I had no beef with the preschool, they were super cute. And the next year when they were teaching him to read, I started questioning, like, this really doesn't seem like a practical way to teach a child to read. And uh, so then I started researching preschools, and I paid a pretty penny for a very good preschool. And it was a really great preschool, and it actually helped get me gain the confidence to teach my kids to read. Um, learning Dynamics was the preschool, and um, it was a really good one. And we were doing that route. So then I had two in preschool. Um, so I'm kind of paying a lot of money for that. And then the next year we did kindergarten. So I had a kindergartner and two preschoolers. And I decided I wasn't. I didn't want the public education route. I thought I had gotten into um, this better preschool, and I enjoyed the harder education, and it was more involved for me. And so for me, I started looking at private schools. So I paid for a private school plus two in um, kind of a, I don't know the right word, uh, the preschool, this elite. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's a really good preschool, but you pay, you pay for it. So then I'm paying private school and the two preschool. And it was kind of crazy because I have so many babies and I'm pregnant and I need to put time in to the uh, private schools. And after that first year, I had the strongest feeling that summer, like you're supposed to homeschool. And I thought, oh no, wrong gal. <laughs> You've got the wrong gal. Like, I will raise these babies and I will do the best of my ability, but you're asking too much. So then I do what a lot of people do is you tell other people so that they can help you to feel better, right? So I would go to some people who I thought for sure were gonna be like, you can't do this. And they were, surprisingly they were the supportive ones and said, like, no, you totally can do this. And then the people who I thought would be supportive were the ones saying, oh, no, honey. Like, if you have one kid, you can homeschool, but you've got a jumbo. Like, you <laughs> can't do this. And uh, so I chickened out, and I put my kids into school. So now I have a first-grader, a kindergartner, and a preschooler, all at different times of the day. Um, now at this point, I have a five-month-old plus a one-year-old. So it, just, it felt like a complete zoo, and I think it was supposed to feel that way because it gave me the courage to pull them out, so they lasted one month and we pulled them out. and I had nothing because I did it on a whim, like I was supposed to do this, and I got scared and I put them in as so I pulled them out. And so, for a couple weeks, we just relaxed and we colored and looked at books until we started figuring out what in the world we wanted to do. So, that's how that's I mean, he was first grade and now he is a junior, so yeah, high nice school, a long time, yeah.
1: that's awesome. So you decide you want to homeschool, so now what, right? That's kind of the next step Meg says. She she pulled hers out and they colored for a few weeks because she had no idea what she was going to do. So we want to kind of jump into some of, you know, the what, what next? What's the first thing you have to do? Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: those of you that are seasoned homeschoolers, bear with us. We're starting at the very beginning because we know that that's where everyone needs to start. Um, But we will get into more in-depth stuff. We have high schoolers, both of us now. So we will cover high school. We will cover middle school. We're going to try and cover all the different levels um, throughout our different episodes. So do bear with us as we cover these basics. But for the
0: newbies, I know that this will be helpful for you as well. Yeah. So Karin's going to start with this. And I think this is a really important one. And I don't know if I had it in the beginning other than I just felt like I was supposed to. But she's going to talk about why finding your why is helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think finding your why is super important here. And both of us had, you know, kind of a spiritual impression. This is what we need to do. Like the Lord told us, Yeah, you know, and that was my biggest why. And it still is my biggest why that I hang on to. Um, but typically people are going to jump right in and be like, okay, I'm homeschooling. Now I need to know what curriculum to use. And now I need to and have all these worries and all these fears. And, and I think once you find your initial reasoning for doing that, the rest of that is a lot easier to figure out. Because if you know... Why you're doing this? You're going to know a little more of what style you want to use when you're mm-hmm. schooling your kids, and um, how you want it to look in your home is going to be a little more tangible, um, and those kinds of things. So I'm going to talk about a couple of why's that I think a lot of people have that are common why's, um, and we're going to cover more of these things down the road. But here's just kind of some some beginning why's of why people would do this. Um, negative behaviors kids are learning. I hear this so often, like. Actually, my cousin called me recently and she said, I think I'm going to homeschool. I'm pulling my son out because he comes home from kindergarten with the worst behaviors that he's learning, and he never acted that way until he started school. So that's a big one. Um, They don't like the government enforcements or regulations. That's a big common one as well right now, especially with a lot of, you know, the political things going on within the school systems. Um, That's a huge why. Wanting a closer relationship as a family. This has been probably one of the biggest benefits I've seen of homeschooling
0: yes. is
1: the relationships that we've built in our home and the time that we get to spend together.
0: And what's fun, quick side note on that one, is that now we're reaping what we've sown and we're we're getting to harvest this relationships that we have. Definitely. So definitely. That one, that one keeps me going. Yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: Um, wanting to incorporate faith into your education. I think that's a really big one for people of faith. Um, we both are. And I love that I can you know, talk about God when we learn history and mm-hmm. science and all of those things, because I think that that, you know, those are my values. So I love to be able to instill those
0: in my children. And that there doesn't have to be a separation. No, that no. It can be, it can cross over. And so it's not an awkward thing. Like now I'm church self. Um, school self is that it's religion is mixed within everything which is how life really is yeah
1: yeah um learning delays or disabilities that's a big one for a lot of people i actually have two kids with pretty intense adhd and so that's been a huge benefit for us Mm -hmm. um problems socially there are a lot of kids that are pulled out of school because they're not fitting in or they're being bullied um, and you're obviously not going to have that in your home, I hope <laughs> hopefully not, not. maybe I mean, sibling rivalry, care. but <laughs> not in that kind of way. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different. And that solves a lot of problems. Um, the feeling that you should, you know, we talked about that already. Mm-hmm children learning at their own pace. I think this is huge as well. Some kids learn at a much more advanced rate. Some kids are learning at a slower rate. It doesn't make them better or worse in any way. It just makes them all different because we all are so different. And the huge thing I love about homeschooling is, you know, each day we can, we can tailor it to that child and their needs and make it, make it work for them and their learning.
0: And also along
1: with that, they can learn things that they love. And really focus on something that matters most to them. If they hate one subject, you can scale it back and t- tailor it to them to fit them better. Um, more control over the things they're learning—that's kind of the same thing there. Mm-hmm. You can you can cater it to the, each child, and then safety. I wrote on safety because I feel like right now there's so much—you know—the school violence and shootings and all of the scary things that are happening every time a new one of those happens I feel grateful I have my babies home with me
0: yeah,
1: and um, it's a huge one so helping find your why helps kind of solidify your choice uh, my why is a combination of a lot of those things it might not have been so much initially but the longer I've homeschooled the more my why's have grown because yes. um, I've learned more uh-huh. and and it's just made it you know even better um, and and like I said, I've seen so many benefits of homeschooling my kids over the years. I think um, as we go along, I've seen, you know, growth in ways that I wouldn't have seen them if they were in school. Um, I can cover that now. I don't know. What do you think? Do you want to jump in on any of those points before I? No, I think I agree
0: that my why at the beginning was just that I felt called to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then to throw in the mix, I decided to uh, have, well, not really decided, if you follow me on Instagram. I have one more baby, and then I was a surprise <laughs> baby, right? And so, like, life doesn't slow down just because you're homeschooled. Mm-hmm. But th- those relationships, and um, I have three teenagers, almost one more in a few more months, and I always heard, like, oh, the teenagers are the worst. And I think, when is it coming? Or, like, should <laughs> I wait?" But the relationship is built there. And so, if anything, it's my why is just... Like my life is the relationship I have with my kids and that they have with dad and as our family. And so I, I can get through hard days because I am reaping what I've sewn with my favorite kids. I'm yeah. it. Yeah, so I, I, I definitely am to too. Right. I know. We're not having any of that teen angst at
1: our yes. house either. My, my teenager is lovely and I enjoy his presence he very much. Um, so a couple of benefits that I've seen just from homeschooling that I'm going to throw out there. Are just my, my kids are kind and respectful. Um, they respect me, they respect other adults and other friends. And, and I've been told this so many times, you know, mm-hmm. just around that your kids are so well-behaved. And I think that that comes just from, you know, they have the common or constant influence of their mom and, you know, helping them through these, these difficult times. Um, they're friends with each other and with me, you know, the yeah. relationship is huge. We've touched on that a lot. Um, and I think a, a big benefit is that they're comfortable with people of all ages. Yes. Um, they're okay having you know, a conversation with any adult. It doesn't scare them like it would, you know, if they're in school and not used to more interaction with adults and people. of older. Yes, I,
0: I work with Brennan in our co-op and you would not, would you, there wouldn't be at a big age gap. And mm-hmm. I learn from Brennan as much as he learns from me. And so yeah. it's, there's no fear. But there. I
1: think that I, I remember being in school and being afraid of the kids that are great ahead of me and being afraid uh-huh. to talk to them and being like, Oh, they're the big kids, you know? And, and I don't uh-huh. think that when you're homeschooling, you have as much of that age separation because you're not divided into these little, you know, you are nine. You are in the nine-year-old class. You were born this year. In homeschool setting, you you know, you get a bigger variety of that. Yeah, and it's, really, it's sure. really helpful and I think beneficial for kids. Um, they're learning at their own pace and they're more confident in their abilities because um, they're not constantly comparing themselves mm-hmm. to others. Uh, that happens in school a lot. Is the constant, um, "She's better at me than math. I must be terrible. I'm," you know, and so. That happens when they're comparing themselves in the school setting, and, and you don't get
0: that wrong. Yeah. No, I always like to tease my kids that you're the head of your class, but unfortunately, you're also the last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But then there really is no comparison. Right. they're the only one in that grade. Right, yeah. So.
1: And then um, one thing that I love is that my kids are not really overly concerned with materialism, like, mm-hmm. like what they wear yeah. or what latest gadget they have. Because when you're in school, that's all the kids are talking about. Oh, you know, I'm wearing polo, and I'm wearing, I don't know what her pocketbook (laughs) is. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't pay much attention to that myself. But I think that the kids have less of that. They don't worry quite so much about the clothes and the shoes that they have, or the toy that they have, or the technology that they have, Mm -hmm. because they don't have that comparison all the time going on. Um, And I, I think that homeschooling instills more of a love of learning than they would get in school.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm going to, and this is, um, I don't think it's a funny question, but it was a question that kind of surprised me that a lot of people have is the logistics of how to take your kid out of school. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I like they're your children. You take them out, right? You can, so mine were, and yours were never in school Mm -hmm. and mine were in um, a private school and a preschool. And I just Mm -hmm. called them up and I said, Guess what? We're going to homeschool, so they won't be coming back anymore. And I actually with the private school because they need the students to have the money, and mm-hmm. and uh, so I got a little bit of pushback and tried to talk me out of it. And oh, it's going to be so hard! You're not going to be able to do this. You're going to lose your spot. And I just had to kind of stay stand a little firm. Um, public school, I don't know if you get as much of a pushback. I have heard people have from their teachers. Okay, but so maybe I think it's going to vary.
1: Yeah, case person to case. person.
0: And uh, so there's no reason why you couldn't send a nice thank you to the teacher if you enjoyed the staff, the principal, but you really, they're your kids, they're your stewardship, and you can take them out. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do legally to be able to homeschool? So like Karen said, she did the K-12 program. So you're technically registering your child with the K-12 program, so they're still in the system. Mm-hmm. And so um, they would be considered a part of a charter school, and they were registered through the charter school. So Karen's kids, that's what her route is, and they mm-hmm. still have some of the things that they use through uh, My Tech High, yeah. and yeah. so they're technically registered as a charter school. Um, my kids are not, I'm out of the system for as long as I can possibly do it, and uh, so you do have to go let your district know that you are homeschooling. Um, so I went through, this is just for Utah law, And you have to look up your law in your state, but Utah law, all you have to do is make an affidavit, and go turn it into your district. And if your district tries to push you and say, no, you have to sign our paper, legally you do not. Um, so explain what an affidavit is. Like okay, they have so to do exactly. your, your statement can literally be, my name is Megan Thomas, these are my children, and we've decided to homeschool. And it can be that simple, and then you do have to have it notarized. Uh, your bank can do it, um, there's usually somebody in your neighborhood who's a notary, right? My husband's a notary, you can't notarize your own, but he had a, a friend who did ours. And then the great news once you have that done and the affidavit sent in you don't have to redo it every year and i actually thought you did so that was great i found out have you been doing it every year i have done it several times (laughs) oh wow (laughs) nobody ever stopped me Um, you don't even have to go into the district you can mail it into the district Mm -hmm. and so that covers you um, if you want to i was gonna and i'll put this in the show notes so that it's www.uhea.org utah home education association And they have a link on there with sample affidavits that you can um, go and do. And so don't ever feel pressured that you have to sign their form because I know one of the forms I saw, it just says something along the lines that I was not comfortable with. Like, you will teach your children what we want you to teach. Um, Something along those um, lines. And so there is fine print. So you don't have to. And so in Utah, um, that's all you have to do. That's
1: going to vary state to state depending on where you are. So yeah, you'll definitely need to look up your state's laws on homeschooling. Um, and it's easy to find if you just Google, you know, whatever state you live in and homeschooling, it's pretty easy. Most, most states will have a website like that, that you'll go to, to figure it out.
0: Yes. And so that's just for Utah. Sorry. I didn't want to look up all 50 states. Um, love you. Okay, for the last part of what we're going to talk about with this first one, we're going to talk about the detox phase or the de-schooling phase. Mm -hmm. And so your kids never had to experience it, right? Uh And um, so she'll add in her two cents here and there, (laughs) which even goes through this. Um, My kids were only, like I said, we did one month of first grade, and so we did kindergarten and preschool. So it wasn't as long but I still experienced it. And then I actually interviewed some moms who took their kids out later in elementary school to get their points of view as well. So for me, it was minor, but I still heard phrases like, that's not how my teacher would do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't care how your teacher did it. <laughs> I'm right? your teacher now. <laughs> and yeah. I'm amazing. Right. And so I did get some pushback. And so I think that's maybe the first thing to just expect some pushback, mm-hmm. like this isn't how we did it at school. And kind of that, like, we don't know what our new normal is now. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of talk about, so with us, we just kind of relaxed. Like I said, we colored, we, we, we read some books, and we did it a little bit simpler. And I've heard for every year in school, you need about a month of detox of doing it. So this was from, I'm actually going to read the text from my friend um, who took out her kids when they were all in school and in elementary. And the funny thing is, her son is my son's best friend. And I had to drag him home and I interviewed him the whole ride home, so I got his point of view too. I am that creepy mom. I love it. <laughs> I don't think that's creepy. <laughs> it's great. they like, he's the cool homeschool oh. kid that can hang with his buddy's mom. Okay. <laughs> so her text said to me, the things I remember off the top of my head were taking the time to change the beliefs they had created about themselves. It's taken a good four years for one of my kids to believe that this isn't a race, meaning his education is not a race. And he's just as capable of learning as anyone else. Luckily, he's not that old. Also, a big switch for both boys was to retain that reading was for understanding and not for speed. That took forever with her second son, but even her oldest son hated reading at school. When he started to believe that he really did have time to read and wasn't reading for show, he loved reading. He went from a reading hater to someone who waited for the next book to come out within the first year of homeschooling. She so said, uh, yeah, so the biggest change was in the belief of who they are and not a race. And their thoughts were turned instead of learning instead of comparing, which we kind of talked about too mm-hmm. with the comparing, that yeah, it was about learning instead of competing who's the smartest in the class. Uh, I don't want to be me. the worst in the class. And uh, I know that that was, she She jokes like, my kids can never go back to school because we're finally done with the detox phase. Like they finally have had the mindset uh, mindset shift mm-hmm. that learning is, can be entertaining. It can be exciting instead of, I want to pass this
1: test. I think that we as moms have to have a mindset shift as well in education. When we start homeschooling, mm-hmm. I, I had to kind of relearn what it meant as well, because I had been a public school teacher <laughs> and seen how the public school went, worked. And i had to learn that it was okay to not do things the way the public school did and um, school can look really different than a public school and then that's a good thing actually and um and it's beneficial to your kids
0: yeah so i'm going to give you some four tips to kind of help for with the def- uh sorry the detox phase so the number very first one oh, that's funny when i stumble over my words just say bless your heart maybe who because if you've ever heard my grandpa talk, he'd be like, "Wow, you're the most eloquent lady I've ever heard in my life." And it's just the way it is. I do my best. Anywho, so these number one, <laughs> expect some pushback. As I said change can be hard for anyone, especially if you have a kid who really likes consistency. Like I get up at seven thirty, and then I eat breakfast, and then I do this, and now you're, you're you've just uh, upset their whole system. Yeah. And so, and if you're a person like that, you have set your whole (laughs) system too, right? So just plan on some discomfort, Like That's what growth is, is discomfort. Uh, Step number two, relax. This is my husband's favorite word to say to me, and um, that's what I'm still working on, but to take it easy. Like, you, if you don't do school for a week and you're just starting, your kids are not going to fail out of life. Mm-hmm. They are not. They're going to be fine. Um, and it's just kind of that, like, we're going to be doing everything new, so let's just take a week off. Let's relax. Let's sleep in. Let's stay up late. Let's play mm-hmm. games. Let's just – we're going to be starting all the way over. Um, another a suggestion, number three, is to just go play. Go to museums. That is science, just so you know. Yes. And you're going to sure. museums is science, especially for, for art. kids or yes. a museum you're going to. Yeah, parks, uh, a trip, anything like that. It's education becomes your lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. And just
0: like you were saying that religion doesn't have to be taken out, learning is now a part of all of your life. Right. That everywhere you go, you're learning things. And it's funny, we have a pass to the aquarium. Mm-hmm. And so my seven, almost eight year old is obsessed with penguins. So guess who studies about penguins all the time, mm-hmm. right? like. Yeah. There's so much learning everywhere. So like museums are a really good place to start, even parks, like that's PE and like- Nature physics, study. Nature study, right? <laughs> and then the fourth, and I think, in my opinion, it's become the most important part of homeschooling, but with the detox, is start working on your relationship with your kids mm-hmm. and really getting to know them um, it's, I don't, in Utah law, you don't have to test your kids every year, and I get asked, like, don't, are you worried what your kids know or don't know, and I thought, no. I know exactly their strengths, I know their weaknesses, I know when I can push them, and I know when I can, I need to let, yeah. like, loosen the reins. Yeah. And part of that is having that relationship, and we will go way more into depth on that one, of building that relationship and connecting with them. Um, but that, for me, those would be my, my four suggestions of getting
1: through the detox phase. Yeah, those are great. And obviously, since I haven't had kids there, but I, I've i seen other people go through that and, you know, listen to the the stories of it. And I know that it can be a really tough phase on kids and on moms because mom is learning a whole new routine as well. Mm-hmm. And you have to be easy on yourself. And you have to know that um, it's going to take a little while till you figure it all out. And that's all right.
0: And it's, yeah, it's, you're always learning and growing. And it's just a lifestyle change, a mindset change. Yeah. And the one that I have no regrets with. And um, I think you can say this. I, same thing. I can. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. That is our first episode of Call to Homeschool. And we are excited to um, continue down the stream with you guys. Yeah,
1: thanks for listening. If you guys enjoyed it, leave us a comment so we can hear from you and um, subscribe. We yeah. like, we're we're going to be happy to have you as subscribers. And we didn't really tell you where we could find us. Um, we didn't. That's fun.
0: That's
1: <laughs> We, we do have a little website we set up for the podcast itself. So um, anytime we do show notes and things like that, we'll put it on our, our website, which is called to home.com. Um, but individually, you can find me at teachbesideme.com. And, and I am the hippymama.org. So you can follow along with us there as well. And, and we'll, we're on Instagram and Facebook as called to Homeschool as well. Yeah, too. So both of our individual accounts. So make sure you ask us questions. Yes. Um, and Tell us your struggles so we know what you want to hear and what can help you guys best as you're listening along. And you got this. You guys are amazing. Yes. All right, see ya.